Old Indian Legends by Zitkala Shah Section 2 Iktomai's Blanket This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Iktomai's Blanket Alone within his teepee sat Iktomai. The sun was but a hand's breadth from the western edge of land. Those bad, bad gray wolves, they ate up all my nice fat ducks, muttered he, rocking his body to and fro. He was cuddling the evil memory he bore those hungry wolves. At last he ceased to sway his body backward and forward, but sat still and stiff as a stone image. Oh, I'll go to Inyan, the great-grandfather, and pray for food, he exclaimed. At once he hurried forth from his teepee, and with his blanket over his shoulder, drew nigh to a huge rock on a hillside. With half-crouching, half-running strides, he fell upon Inyan with outspread hands. Grandfather, pity me. I am hungry. I am starving. Give me food. Great-grandfather, give me meat to eat, he cried. All the while he stroked and caressed the face of the great stone god. The all-powerful great spirit who makes the trees and grass, can hear the voice of those who pray in many varied ways. The hearing of Inyan, the large hard stone, was the one most sought after. He was the great-grandfather, for he had sat upon the hillside many, many seasons. He had seen the prairie put on a snow-white blanket and then change it for a bright green robe more than a thousand times. Still, unaffected by the myriad moons, he rested on the everlasting hill, listening to the prayers of Indian warriors. Before the finding of the magic arrow, he had sat there. Now, as Iktomai prayed and wept before the great-grandfather, the sky in the west was red like a glowing face. The sunset poured a soft mellow light upon the huge gray stone and the solitary figure beside it. It was the smile of the great spirit upon the grandfather and the wayward child. The prayer was heard. Iktomai knew it. Now, grandfather, Accept my offering, tis all I have, said Iktomai, as he spread his half-worn blanket upon Inyan's cold shoulders. Then Iktomai, happy with the smile of the sunset sky, followed a footpath leading toward a thicketed ravine. He had not gone many paces into the shrubbery when before him lay a freshly wounded deer. This is the answer from the red western sky, cried Iktomai, with hands uplifted. Slipping a long thin blade 
from out of his belt, he cut large chunks of choice meat. Sharpening some willow sticks, he planted them around a woodpile he had ready to kindle. On these stakes he meant to roast the venison. While he was rubbing briskly two long sticks to start a fire, the sun in the west fell out of the sky below the edge of land. Twilight was over all. Iktomai felt the cold night air upon his bare neck and shoulders. Oh, he shivered as he wiped his knife on the grass, tucking it in a bead case hanging from his belt. Iktomai stood erect, looking about. He shivered again. Oh, ah, I am cold. I wish I had a blanket, whispered he, hovering over the pile of dry sticks and the sharp stakes round about it. Suddenly he paused and dropped his hands at his sides. The old great-grandfather does not feel the cold as I do. He does not need my old blanket as I do. I wish I had not given it to him. Oh, I think I'll run up there and take it back, said he, pointing his long chin toward the gray stone. Iktomai, in the warm sunshine, had no need of his blanket, and it had been very easy to part with a thing which he could not miss. But the chilly night wind quite froze his ardent thank-offering. Thus, Running up the hillside, his teeth chattering all the way, he drew near to Inyan, the sacred symbol. Seizing one corner of the half-worn blanket, Iktomai pulled it off with a jerk. Give me my blanket back, old grandfather. You do not need it. I do. This was very wrong, yet Iktomai did it, for his wit was not wisdom. Drawing the blanket tight over his shoulders, he descended the hill with hurrying feet. He was soon upon the edge of the ravine. A young moon, like a bright bent bow, climbed up from the southwest horizon a little way into the sky. In this pale light, Iktomai stood motionless as a ghost amid the thicket. His woodpile, was not yet kindled. His pointed stakes were still bare, as he had left them. But where was the deer, the venison he had felt warm in his hands a moment ago? It was gone. Only the dry rib bones lay on the ground like giant fingers from an open grave. Iktomai was troubled. At length, Stooping over the white-dried bones, he took hold of one and shook it. The bones, loose in their sockets, rattled together at his touch. Iktomai let go his hold. He sprang back amazed, and though he wore a blanket, his teeth chattered more than ever. Then his blunt sense will surprise you, little reader for instead of being grieved that he had taken back his blanket, he cried aloud, Hin, 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 
if only I had eaten the venison before going for my blanket. Those tears no longer moved the hand of the generous giver. They were selfish tears. The great spirit does not heed them ever. End of section two. Iktomai's Blanket Recording by Robert Scott July the 29th, 2007